Welcome to Throttled Up the Podcast, often imitated, never duplicated, your weekly home for the best in motorsports coverage. Even your grandpa talking about, man, that boy too cold. We don't sit on 24s, we don't ride on spinners. I'm posted up on M15s with platinum dirt defenders. Got kids up in my window like, hey, Mo, are you going to win it? Yeah, I hope y'all brought some stamps because y'all know I'm about to send it on me. Welcome to the circus that we call Throttled Up that we come back to here every week. And our our lead clown, Matt Staples. How you doing? Oh. I, don't, I don't think I'm on. Oh, you, you turned me off. I, I did. I just, I totally <laughs> muted you and said, I'm moving on. I guess um, so. Wow. Man, I usually, I, I usually not, I, I usually joke about that. I usually don't actually go out and do it. So. You always warn me you have that button. I know, I know you really do. <laughs> it is capability. <laughs> hey, uh, so, man, and we're going to get into some big news here later on. And, and um, across the racing world, some big things have happened this week. And uh, we'll get into it. But before we jump in here with our guests tonight, I do want to remind everybody, uh, you can go and join the Thralled Up Fan Club right now on Patreon. Um, yeah. It is $3 a month to be a fan club member uh, or $5 a month to join every APR media show. And let me tell you, we we did an after the mics episode last um, time with Ryan Bowling yep. and Zach Burton. It is up. Um, it was a lot of fun. We're going to hold Toby around a little bit afterwards to do uh, after the mics. Those are uncut, uncensored, unedited. Um, so we get to be a little bit more upfront, honest with what we want to talk about. But on the other shows as well, you know, I had two great comedians down on uh, Sunday, uh, Jeff Toy and P Rez from roast war championships and we did a little after the mic too and uh it was pretty fun and interesting i threw some debate topics out to those two and let them kind of go at it so you it is definitely worth your money to jump on there and uh, get some of that exclusive material and our guest tonight good friend of mine um from way back in the day as we said both of us grew up in mitchell indiana and it is toby wedgwood and and toby um has been a part of chase briscoe racing here for a long time um started the briscoe breakdown podcast uh, as chase was coming up um works in pr helps with the pr for the chase briscoe racing team and uh, you know more than anything um not that you had to have all those accolades to be a member or be, be on the show uh a big time race fan man and that's the biggest reason to have you so welcome to the show toby i appreciate you guys having me on and I want to jump right in with you, and, and I know that uh, we got some pretty special things here, and, and I'm sure there probably are some people out there that they get tired of me starting with this question every week that we have a guest on, 
but it to me it's one of the coolest things to ask is where this passion came for all of us to get into racing and you know i know this has been all types of racing have been a huge passion for you since we were kids why where's it come from brother well my grandpa really started getting into racing back in the day you know they raced go-karts uh yeah there's the picture um that's like one of the coolest pictures that that's i own a, before you showed up we looked at it and you know we just <laughs> that uh, looks like four of the baddest men i've ever that's seen what, yeah that's, yeah i agree and I, I mean it, it it's like it is one of the coolest pictures i've ever seen it's the it's the coloring of it yeah. and uh which one is your grandpa the one on the far right uh no that's my great grandpa okay uh, rayburn the next guy is my grandpa and then his two brothers don and mike um i always laugh because mike i, I believe if i'm not mistaken he just came back from vietnam maybe so he kind of looks like he's ready to just take somebody out <laughs> like he's pissed about something yeah. the, the mic is he yeah. all the way to the left or uh, uh, yeah all the way to the left okay and i love i love don right there in the middle don looks yeah. like he just left a business meeting <laughs> threw on the coveralls <laughs> and ready to rinse. oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's yeah. like the the coolest thing yeah, yeah uh mike's got a little bit of fear and loathing in las vegas going right. on over yeah. there you yeah. know yeah. just a, oh, yeah. a little yeah. bit of the 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 look but i mean dude this is um we talk about it on here every week about it gets in your blood and it's part of family. And I was so pumped because I've seen you post this on Facebook before, but when you reached out and said, I've got a picture, is there any way we can put this up? And I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. This is a treasure, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I want to blow it up and put him in the man cave for sure. Um, but yeah, the, uh, my grandpa drove the 52 cart and I believe is cause my, uh, dad was five and his sister was two. So, kind of a little bit of, of a tie to that number that's kind of what i run on my sim stuff and and uh stuff like that so um, he's got he's got seat belts on his go-kart yeah he may have been smarter than the rest of them <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my, um, that was actually in mitchell um out behind parks implements a guy really? used to have an eighth mile track out there and um dick curl was his name is what my grandpa said and uh, they'd run out there yeah I did not know that. That that's one of the coolest things with doing this as well, is finding out where there were tracks that I never knew. Yeah. And um, it was one of the nights we were on here, and and actually talking to Taylor Masters down here in town, and he said, "Now you know, right across from your house, there was a dirt track." And I said, "No, there wasn't." <laughs> and I knew at my in-laws there had been a horse track right in the front, but right across the street in the field, actually, when you leave, there's a little inlet that goes back into the field. There was a dirt racetrack back there, and Tater said he can remember when his dad, CJ, was racing and coming down here and watching the races. I'm like, I never knew that. I've never heard anybody yeah. tell me that. So that's cool. I didn't know that was in Mitchell either. Yeah. Um, I was actually talking to my grandpa on the way here, kind of getting the backstory because I kind of forgot what it was. But uh, he uh, said they used to do a road race in Mitchell too, um, out by the high school, and then it cut through town. And he said Jim Richardson clocked him at 120 miles an hour going by the high school. Wow. go kart yeah now I'm that's like, awesome that's, that is very why cool. don't we do that like yeah, why, why yeah. do we still why don't we do that anymore because insurance companies stepped in <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah told us our premiums yeah. 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 we're yeah. gonna go up yep <laughs> and uh yeah so that's why your grandpa had seat belts yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah exactly. he's running 100 some mile now yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah it's it's a family thing my grandpa got me into it and my dad was into it and um I remember watching NASCAR when I was about four years old, the earliest I remember watching. And then um, 
we used to watch well Thursday Night Thunder. Mm-hmm. And then it'd be mm-hmm. Saturday, then it was Saturday Night Thunder. Yeah. Jeff Gordon made Thursday Night Thunder famous, man. Yep. So yep, yep. I remember watching that. So it's just kind of been a lifelong thing. And obviously, it's been a lifelong family thing, but. Yeah. When did it really become the passion beyond just watching and wanting to be at the track and be involved more? Because you've really, you know, we've all said it. And and when Matt and I started this podcast, that was the big thing for me. I had grown up being a fan, but in adulthood, I had become the ultimate Fairweather fan. Like if it was perfect degrees and the right people were racing and I didn't have anything else to do, I would go down and watch the races. And when we started this, my goal was, now I got to be at the track yeah. and it's going to force me to get out and watch more races. So when did you really make that step that you wanted to be more involved in the industry? I mean, probably, uh, probably as a teen, I was kind of like, Hey, I want to be a part of that, you know? And it, you know, being a kid from Mitchell, you don't really think you can, you know, until it happens to, you know, Chase did what he did. And you're until another kid from to, Mitchell gets to exactly. And, uh, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I'd say probably my teenage years, I, I got to where I wanted to be a part of it and, and be at the track more. I didn't go to my first NASCAR race till 2002, so then my, you know, my dad finally took me. So, um, it's, I'd say, I'd say that's probably when. I mean, but then, I know I still have to pinch myself because I, I tell I tell people all the time is it's it's dumb being where I'm at. Like it's just like this is dumb. Like I can. I'm walking through the garage doing different things for Chase, and it's just, it's crazy. It's, it really is. And but if that's dumb, I just seem to be dumb every day. Then. Exactly. Well, that's what, <laughs> see? Yeah. I've exactly. worked, I've worked way too hard to get smart in my life. That's yeah, what I just yeah. realized. That's what I'm thinking. I've been dumb most of my life, yeah. and I, I didn't get to do that. So. No one realized how dumb you and I were. Yeah. We'll show them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're, you're doing my dream job, man. Yeah. You know, that's the thing, so. But it is crazy, and we talked before, and don't get me wrong, agree 100% that it's crazy, and you and I were talking about Ashley Yoder that we went to high school with, the UFC fighter, and and then Chase doing what Chase is doing for Mitchell, Indiana, it's crazy. But we've talked on here, too, the racing history that is in Mitchell, Indiana, Bedford, Indiana, Brownstown, you know, North Vernon, this area, Columbus, is ridiculous yes. oh yeah it's a hotbed yeah i mean that's what and local people sometimes take that for granted that how talented people around here truly are yeah yeah i mean it really is like i think diz wilson was from mitchell mm-hmm. i mean i mean that speaks for itself that oh yeah dude was yeah it was awesome and and just the amount of of tracks that were around here like i saw a map on facebook a while back that you could buy and it was like all the all the tracks that were in indiana and you know certain colored dots were active tracks and certain colored dots were inactive tracks there was two tracks in mitchell yeah (laughs) and it's like wow like you don't you just don't you don't know that anymore because people don't talk about it anymore well isn't it amazing too that there was a time period that there were that many race cars. I mean, when you really think about it, as you and I have talked, you know, and I know I, I actually just read on on Facebook today, and I'm excited to hear that, you know, Scottsburg's trying to work out a, a four-race enduro series to at least 
get some things going back on at Scottsburg. And that's where I'm dumb. See, I immediately volunteered. That yeah, I, would go down, I would go down <laughs> hey. and announce that. So, you know, that's uh, as soon as I seen that too, I was like, okay, yeah, I want to be involved with this. Well, so. but it was, it was the crown Vicks. <laughs> oh yes. If you've not seen the crown Vicks on dirt yeah. yet, that's the greatest thing ever. Um, but you know, getting to see that, but when you talk about Scottsburg and, you know, Brownstown, and Lawrenceburg and Bloomington and two tracks in Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the fact that Crothersville had one right across the street here. And at one point, there was enough race cars around that those things were functioning all the time. Yeah. And they was racing different nights of the week. And, you know, guys were racing two and three nights a week. Yeah. And it's just that that is uh, that's amazing to me. I mean, it's it's amazing still today to see what we can do and and what local guys do to get at the track. But. And we've heard it. I mean, from some of the guys we've had on back in the day when they'd go to the you know car lot and pull the junker out the back and <laughs> weld the cage in it and work on it that week, and yeah. boom, they're at the track Saturday night. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and winning. I mean, they could go out and win. So exactly. the technology has just changed things so much. Kind of makes you think you're born in the wrong time period. <laughs> well, I don't know if I look bad enough to stand with your great grandfather and your grandfather, but uh, uh, I'd at least hung out in the back and tried right? to look yeah. that cool. Exactly. <laughs> so so i also want to know kind of kind of talking about this obviously the relationship with chase and the family and how that mm-hmm. kind of brewed it where did that really take off well see my grandpa um when um ronnie dorsett was driving for uh richard um he drove the car for richard a few times and my grandpa ran around during that time so they kind of our families have known each other but you know i never knew chase growing up or anything but um uh we started talking about 2013 2014 just chit-chatting chit-chatting back and forth on facebook and um he had hit me up about getting a website going and i i dabbled in that at the time went to school for it and and did it here and there and it just kind of brewed into what it is now i mean um ended up doing a website for him he eventually um, asked me to take over his Facebook fan page, and um, it was twenty end of 2015 when he ran the uh, indoor race at uh, Conseco mm-hmm. Fieldhouse. Um, it was after that he asked me to do it, and then the Tulsa shootout was after that when he won the two drillers there. And I did, like, in-race updates and everything on the page and kept fans engaged, and he was like, it was like you were there. Like, and I was sitting on my couch at home, you know, like watching the pay-per-view of it. And he was like, man, yeah, you got to keep doing this. And I think <laughs> we grew, I think we're at 12,000 fans on there right now, which I'm I, I'm waiting for it to blow up, but <laughs> I'm sure it'll take off even more. But uh, it it went from like 2,000 fans to like eight in the year that I took it over. So he, he was like, man, you, you got to keep going. And I was like, okay. So... And it's crazy what you just said and how much in social media that constant engagement mm-hmm. and keeping them coming back to it means. Yeah. And uh, and it's um, it's definitely been interesting for me um, following the fan page, following some of the, the social media stuff that you do for him mm-hmm. in the sense that as busy as I am, I can't catch everything. And, and not so much now with the Xfinity series. It's pretty easy to find results and, and keep updated on that. Right. But especially when he was running all of his dirt stuff and he was and the year that he was at 
at Roush and he was bouncing back and forth in cars and was he going to be in the car this week with somebody else running the car that felt like man you had to be on top of your toes to yeah. keep up with things yeah, that was yeah. wild because he ran like uh, i want to say he ran 30 some dirt races that year and it's he was bouncing all over the place i mean it was crazy and i do want to say and i know you've you've told the story before matt but um you how do i want to word this politically correctly um you struggle with guys without fenders at times um no i'm teasing but you you're a late model guy yeah but you did get the chance no way out a few years ago when chase was there um you got the chance to speak to him and and you had some pretty high praise oh yeah of that young man he was very welcoming you know a lot of times you approach the driver in the in the pits and you want to talk to him do a little interview and you know, a lot of times you just get told they ain't got time or they will give it to you, but they're very short with the right. hurry up. And when, you know, when I approached him, you know, told him who I was and man, he was very, this pretty much gave me all the time I wanted, yeah. you know, and, uh, I almost felt like I took too much of his time because he was that welcoming that I, I extended my interview just a little bit longer with him. Right. But, uh, great individual. Yeah. You know, he's great for the sport because of that. You know, he, he isn't standoffish and, you know, doesn't give you the, do you know who I am? You know, thing right. and, yeah, so that I thought that was great. Yeah, you know, so he is local, so I rooted for him before that. But that made me more of a fan just right. because he is approachable like that. Yeah, he's gained a lot of following in NASCAR just just because of that. Like on Reddit, I think he's like a rock star pretty much because oh, he yeah. engages with the fans so much on yeah. there on the NASCAR. Page. Well, that was that was the year that uh, Thomas Meserol was driving mm-hmm. his uh, mm-hmm. him him and Thomas was like a team that year yeah. in the sprint cars. Yep. So it. Uh, and and what you just said, I mean, don't get me wrong, his success speaks for itself, but to come in the truck series, and correct me if I'm wrong, he won most popular driver in the truck yes. series. Yep. Then Xfinity, he's been in the vote both years he's been there. I mean, that says a lot to break into these series and you're already in that most popular driver vote. Right. And don't get me wrong, his success has helped that. Sure. But still, the way you treat fans, the way you interact is gonna be huge. Yeah, he he still thinks it's cool that people want his autograph so <laughs> so uh he will he'll stay as late as he can to sign everything for everyone i mean he just he loves it and then that's kind of old school because richard petty was the guy that i will stay till the last fan walks away yeah you know and uh it seems like we've gotten away from that in the, the higher classes of racing and you know right. it's glad to see somebody kind of bring that back yeah and I told this story on here, and it was the same night there at the no way out um and it was before we had even started it was a different show. year though because the year I went and talked to Chase, he was in the, the black and yellow with no, Tina's. No, no, no. this is that year. Okay. The, I was in the stands. We hadn't okay. even started the show yet. Yeah, okay. And I'm sitting in the stands, and my wife and I actually went over to watch the race because Matt, being the good friend he is, messaged me on Saturday afternoon, which I had already packed everything, had a cooler ready to go to the track. But he said, Briscoe just pulled in. You need to head this way. So I appreciated <laughs> the text, uh, but we were headed that way, but... It amazed me because that was the first year that Ford had kind of jumped into his dirt yeah. program and helped him. Um, they were. They were in the black and neon yellow CBR cars. But I sat up there and, and a bunch of the Sprint fans that were sitting around me, they destroyed him all night long. And it just ticked me off so much. And I've talked about that on here about you know NASCAR money and NASCAR this. And he thinks he's this. And he thinks he's that. And I said, finally, I turned and I looked at him. And I said, what would you rather him be doing right now? Would you rather him be on the beach in Destin, Florida and not care about dirt track racing? 
Or would you rather him be here giving, or, or I shouldn't say giving, T-Mez earned his ride. Don't get me wrong. I don't yeah. want to sound like that. But but providing a team for local dirt guys and being here and making this this event even bigger and giving back to the sport, because that was the night he ran Iowa Friday night. He ran the truck race Friday night and it was and flew into Saturday. Brownstown yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. And these guys are like, yeah, but it's all NASCAR. And I'm like, this is what kills the sport right here. Yeah. You've got a kid who wants to be back at dirt in Brownstown, Indiana, who could be doing anything right now. Yeah. I mean, anything you wanted to do. And yeah. we're up here griping about him because he's giving back. So, yeah. I, and I, I don't, we don't go negative on this show very often, but that was one that just irked me with him because I thought it was so cool. And I thought it, that anytime he's come back to a local dirt race and been a part of it. And, um, but I know what's your story. You were you were going to talk about when I was like a little child. But I'm, I'm going to jump on what you just said. Sometimes racing fans, we are so dedicated and loyal to the sport that we almost hurt ourselves and our sport for right. that right there. Yeah. You know, they for some reason, they don't like to see that big money roll into a local racetrack, not realizing that they're really helping. Right. They, you know, they're going to sit and bash, you know, he's bringing all this NASCAR money in, you know, but – you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people there just because Chase was there. Right. You know, that's... Well, and, and let's... We've sat here with... I mean, I don't even know how many drivers we've sat in the this, this studio with and talked to. Well, this they is what, episode 64, so <laughs> at least 64 of them. They want the best <laughs> of the best to come in. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've the talked... The drivers do, yes. Yes. We've talked about, you know, some of these... Uh, you know, when Tyler Nicely shows up and it's modified, or Nick Hoffman shows up and it's modified, or, you know, whoever it may be... They want to race those guys. Yep. And and I think, you know, going back to the days of Kevin Briscoe at Bloomington, Kevin loved when the big name guys mm-hmm. came into Bloomington because right. there was no one that could drive Bloomington like Kevin. <laughs> yeah. And he loved for those big name guys to come in and try yeah. and put it on with him. Chase has that as a as a big name guy. He wants to go back and race these local races. So yeah. It is. That was one, and I agree with you. But that is one of the things that, yeah. as fans, we got to be careful of, man. We right. got to love the guys who make it and still come back and and show up for us and give back. I mean, it's a give yes. back is you know really what it is. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like the the same way with um, the Xfinity stuff. You know, people hating on Kyle Busch because he's coming down and racing and and this and that. I mean, everybody's got their opinion about Kyle Busch, but but uh, <laughs> but I mean. Uh, you know, as fans, the fans you get on Twitter, they're all like, hey, he needs to stop that. And But all the drivers are like, we love it. You know, they love having that competition and, and measuring themselves against him. I know I know, Chase doesn't complain about it. I mean, it's... And here's what I'll say about it. And I know you and I disagree on this, I'm too. not going to say nothing about I this. I know you're not because you, you, you hate on him <laughs> for it. Here, Here's where I will draw the line. I don't believe his 200 wins are the same as Petty's 200 wins. No, I'll agree with that. Even yeah, though Petty's were a different time and different era, but mm-hmm. I don't believe that ranks up with Petty. But I do not have a problem with him going down and competing with those those lower classes because I do think it is is I, I I'll be honest. I'd rather see him go run more truck races. I love when Bush is down at the truck races because those truck guys have no problem getting into him and moving him right. and pushing him around. Yeah. And I love watching that. Trucks are exciting. Uh, I mean, they really are. This is how I'll put it. I don't have an issue with him at all racing the trucks or Xfinity as long as he don't knock a truck or Xfinity driver out that's trying to make a living. I agree with that. 
Agree with that. Yeah. If there is a bump in the field, you know, if the field isn't full, let Kyle Busch race it. But if he has to qualify in and he sends a guy home that's trying to make a living yeah. in a truck or an Xfinity series, that's when it's not right. Yeah, I can agree with that. You know, that that's that's the only thing I ask I wish NASCAR would do is you know we only got 38 cars guys we need 40 Kyle you is can there two this. that'll come in yes yeah. I agree with that but when he shows up and makes a guy go home I just don't feel like that's right and he wouldn't have liked it if he was a starving guy down there and Dale Earnhardt would have come down and knocked him out of races I agree with that yeah. I, I think that's a yeah. very valid point absolutely that's the first time I think you've made sense in 64 episodes <laughs> Uh, I'm getting smart in my old age, man. <laughs> Don't. If you're dumb, you get to do really Oh, yeah, cool I forgot. Stuff. I yeah. got to be dumb yeah. so I can go hang out, yeah. man. So. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's, uh, let's take a quick break here for our first round of sponsors, and we'll be right back. Gilpin Electric and Generator Services is a customer-first company that takes care of all your electric and generator needs. They're your go-to dealer, installer, and generator service company. Don't be stuck without power during severe weather this year contact gilpin electric and generator services on facebook or call them at 812-953-1261 we've all heard horror stories about insurance companies and insurance agents let me tell you about my family's agent tommy taylor tommy is an agent at indiana farm bureau insurance and is a multi-line agent that can keep all your insurance in one place why is a dedicated agent so important when you have the unexpected occur you'd much rather know the person on the other end of the phone Contact info for Tommy, 812-372-4483 at extension 2447, or look him up on Facebook at Tommy Taylor, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Don't be another horror story. Stop knocking on wood and relying on a 1-800 number. Trust Tommy Taylor today. Hey, give Brad at Brad Irwin Customs a call for bodies, interiors, fab work, setup, and consulting. With Brad Irwin Customs, you can stick them deeper. Call him today at 812 812- Two one six three nine zero zero, and we are back here again with uh, Toby Wedgwood uh, on Throttled Up the Podcast. I do want to give a couple shout outs here real quick. Uh, first of all, Jonathan here is watching us, first time listener, um, and says he's enjoying it. So shout out to him, man, and uh, thanks for watching. And then Brent Lee, uh, I've got the window open, so if you don't want to, if you don't want to actually tune in, you can probably just step outside on the front porch and hear us talking. Uh, because you are far, far away here and uh, right across the cornfield. So, but uh, I want to jump into this a little bit too because I know that you do do quite a bit of sim racing as mm-hmm. well. And we've talked a lot to some of these younger guys and that that sim race and how realistic do you feel it really is? Well, for me, it's kind of hard because I've never been in a real race car before. <laughs> you know, I've ran go-karts before and stuff like that. But uh, from my point of view, I think I think it's it's a pretty good it's a pretty good gauge. I mean, I think Ford's got a pretty sweet one that Chase gets to use all the time. You know, so I think theirs is probably as realistic as you can get without getting in the car. But I mean, iRacing's pretty close. I mean, all the bumps are in the track, and and um, the dirt stuff. I'm terrible at it, but to watch the guys that do that, do the bumps change? Like if you go back to a track, are they different? Because you know, on a dirt track, it's going to be different. They have, um, like on the dirt stuff, the track changes. Like it'll oh, really? change, it'll slick off. You know, it'll it'll um, get. Um, you know it starts out yeah, it'll get different and it and it it changes as the race yeah. goes on gets black yeah 
So, and I mean, it's, they've nailed that. I mean, it's pretty realistic in that aspect. And the asphalt stuff, like it'll, the groove will change and oh, really? it'll rub, rubber up and, and it's, it's pretty close. Did you see that, uh, the young man that was a late model, the iRacing late model champion, got Clint Boyer let him get in Josh Richards' car and turn laps. Yeah, so, so he could see what how close it was to the real thing. And from what I haven't I haven't seen any videos, really? but from yeah. what I read, he was pretty darn good. Yeah, right yeah. out of the gate in the the late model. Yeah, he jumped down in Josh Richards' late model, which is sponsored by iRacing. Right, and Clint let him go turn laps in it, so he could see the similarities between his iRacing yeah. and the, yeah, and, and that's what I read too that. He looked pretty. He good. looked like he'd been in a car before, and well, so, and I go back to awesome. it, man. The the you know the young gun, you know the baby Braden Watson, oh, yeah. right there from Bedford, Indiana. And- man, child, he told me he wasn't a a pup no more. So you know he's got two years in, so he's he nicknamed himself Man. No, I gave him the Man Child nickname, but uh, he's no <laughs> longer the pup. He says. Have you seen what he drives? Well, no, it's longer a cube. The cube got stolen. Remember? I know, but. Last time I saw him, he was on a little pink moped. Yeah, I seen that too. So he definitely couldn't have hung out with Toby's grandfather, <laughs> great grandfather. <laughs> They'd have laughed him away from the go kart. Yeah, yeah. But, but we inter- <laughs> we interviewed him on his first night showing yeah. up to race in a, in a real car. So it. Uh, and that's what I mean, though. Even yeah. watching him and and how, and I know we've had you know Jeff Wilson totally disagreed. You can't you can't learn from it. I get those old school guys, but watching some of these guys that have done the i racing. I'm not saying it's a fast track, you're going to be the best, but I think the learning curve is lessened right. once you jump in. Right, and I think that's the thing that, you know, Chase uses, you know, as a tool for tracks he's never been to. And he's got the sim at home. He's got the R-Lap simulator that, you know, simulates the way the car moves and the rear end getting loose, and it's pretty awesome. I got to hop on it when I was in Charlotte this year, and, and it's it's pretty spot on. I believe Alex Bowman got his ride by doing a little of that sim driving, uh, didn't he? Was it By- William Byron? Maybe it was, it was Byron. Why, well, how, what Bowman worked his way in somehow. Maybe. I know he drove for Cunningham that Chase drove for yeah. in the ARCA series and came his way up, but I'm not. But I, I thought mean, he was testing for Hendricks with stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. He was doing yeah. that, yeah. And, hey, real quick before we continue, if, if anybody that's watching would right now, go ahead and click share down at the bottom left corner of your uh, facebook page share this out um again we want to get as many people uh, watching as we can and supporting throttled up the podcast but this is the thing that i think is is kind of crazy about um the whole sim thing too is you know and I, I again i get some of these old school guys and i i loved even what jeff wilson said and i would love to see him getting one of these that has the full motion simulation because jeff right. wilson's point was you got to feel it in your butt man if yeah. you don't feel it in your butt you can't do it you know you, yeah. your butt's got to be in a seat and it's got to be moving on you but you know it's like i watch uh i follow Stuart friesen from the truck series and and you know the dirt world a lot and it's like today he was sitting in the simulator turning laps of phoenix and he said i'm i'm gonna turn laps for three or four hours today in the simulator getting ready for phoenix if those top-notch guys are jumping in the simulator all the time there's something decent oh, yeah. about it i agree well, I remember, I remember when, um, I think it was Denny Hamlin a few years ago was jumping on, uh, the simulator for Pocono and then he ripped off like 
three or four wins at Pocono, mm -hmm. you know, just from learning different different things on it. So I think there's a benefit to it, definitely. Billy Lanehart <laughs> asked if there's rocks <laughs> and dust bounce off, make it feel like it bounce off your helmet in the simulator <laughs> when you race. I, I'd say they could work it work it out. Oh, way. yeah? <laughs> I'll tell you what, Billy, if you want to pay me, I'll come down there and I'll just throw rocks and dirt at you while, <laughs> while you run the yeah, simulator. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am happy, and I'm, uh, I, I'm cheap. I mean, I'd say... $35, 40 an hour i'd be happy to throw mud dirt and <laughs> rocks at you there you go <laughs> and that's a deal for anybody out there that's watching uh um, i'll do it for half that there you go again you undercut you you're just trying to be dumb <laughs> just trying whatever, to whatever, be dumb. whatever it takes <laughs> i just want to walk around the garage all right so i'm i'm gonna go <laughs> there you go <laughs> I'm going to jump to a whole nother subject sure. because I know your passion. Hey, Watson's on now. We talked about, about him and he logs in. See, uh, somebody, Somebody's texted him and said they're talking trash about you, Watson. <laughs> you got to get on there. Um, I just, Braden, man, I, I know you're on now, but I, the man child? I gave it to him. That ain't I, his fault. You got to yell at me for that one. Man. How about just the child? Well, that's like the pup, <laughs> you know? And Billy said he's got a sister for that. He's not hiring me to throw anything at him. No, but I want to go back to this. I know huge NASCAR fan yeah. um, growing up, huge Dale Jr. fan. Yep. And I'm, I'm going to throw, a, I'm gonna throw a, a hot button question at right. you right off the bat. Right. Looking at the total of Jr.'s career, uh -huh. was it a failure? Or a disappointment? I shouldn't say failure. It was not a failure. Was it a disappointment? I don't think so i mean he's you know so many fans out there wanted him to be his dad and I, i'm sorry i'm gonna interrupt you. sure because Braden watson just said he's a man he's got chest hairs <laughs> i think it's hair though probably i'm guessing like three or four <laughs> so i think that may be the new nickname right there chest hairs. chest hair so i I, I couldn't sit here and laugh while you were talking right. about serious about senior yeah. and junior and uh be laughing at that so go oh, ahead no. so many people so, want to be his dad so all the fans were like you oh, you're not aggressive enough you know you're not he's, he wasn't his dad so and i understand there's that measuring stick there because his dad was you know such a polarizing figure in nascar but i mean i don't think it was a disappointment i mean he he had a couple opportunities he should have had a championship but in the end, the way it ended with his concussions and the head injuries and stuff, and I mean, I'll, I'll admit, I'd I'd get mad at him because he wasn't running well. You know, you'd be frustrated as a fan. But after reading his book that he put out, I don't know if you guys read yes, that, but my, I did very good book. Man, yeah. like yeah. I felt bad. I did for too. Feeling upset, like I'm like, oh, that's why you didn't run that's, good that race. After or, I read it, I told Dustin about that, and you know, where he was taking notes in his phone just in case. That's something bad happened they could go back and realize oh this is what was going on yeah. with him that's you know yeah that that uh, was sobering for me really me too and the, wow and the pressure he felt to get back in the car yes. knowing that yeah, yeah. And he, where he talked you know he's racing at michigan and just realized he was gonna get sketchy and he's like you know i, I you know i let out of the gas and let everything and you know he realized racers don't do that no you know yeah it and like I remember the Talladega race that he was talking about in the book, and you know he just faded back in the pack, and I'm like, "What are you doing? Yeah. Like, no, especially and, at a restrictor play yeah. for Junior. I mean, oh, he, where he was the, the Pied Piper yeah. there, you know, yeah. that was I mean, yeah, he he was one of the best at it, and 
I remember getting upset and then I read that book and I'm like, I, I take that back. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. As soon as I finished the book, I came right to him and told him, I was like, I have a whole new respect yeah. and outlook on him. It really changed because he took the high road and realized I'm probably going to die if I keep doing yeah. this. And, and I, and that's the thing I think it, where I think my respect for him has gained so much. It would have been very easy for him to feel the pressure of what you're talking about. I have to at least win a championship. Yeah. I'm, I'm senior son. I have to go win a championship, and I cannot walk away from this until I do. But realizing my life's not going to be the same the rest of my life mm-hmm. if I do this. And I know that's tough for fans. I mean, I know that, you know, in a whole nother sport, the whole, you know, Andrew Luck situation with the Colts, I can't hate on anybody for putting their health first because if I went to a job every day that was going to destroy my life in the future, I don't know that I would do that. That's all of us in our our regular jobs. We always put ourselves in front of the job. Hundred percent. But people that are race car drivers or professional athletes, we expect them to put their job in front of their life, and we get mad when they don't. Yeah. You know, and that's we're kind of hypocritical with that. Yeah. You know, and this is the other thing I'll say about Junior, too. Um, What has impressed me since he left? He could have he's got all the money in the world. He doesn't need anything else. He could have literally retired and disappeared and never been heard from or seen again. Just, you know, kind of Carl Edwards. Yes. Right. You know, and be gone. I'm not picking on Carl for doing that, but Junior could have done that. Between Dirty Mo Media and, you know, announcing racing, broadcasting racing, he put himself back out there knowing I walked away early because of my health. I didn't win a championship. People expected other things. He's still out there. And I love that with that name and what he means to the sport, he is continuing to push racing. Right. Um, I'm going to give him credit that. For the first time I can ever remember, they wore race T-shirts on a broadcast because yeah. of Dale Jr. Yeah, and you know made it feel real. Yeah, I, I, not just being a junior fan, but I, I love him in the booth. Like he, I think yeah. he brings a whole new um, enthusiasm for for racing into the booth that. Well, not, the, the normal fan there. can relate to him. Yeah, that's exactly. what I was going to say. He brings a fan's perspective. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes, and I, I will be the first to admit, sometimes he says some of the dumbest things. And I, but, <laughs> right. but then I take it back and I think I've said those same kind of things sitting on my couch. Right. So it, it is that fan's perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Take time out for a good night hug and kiss there. Hey, so. nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. <laughs> yeah i got the boss of the podcast of media studios right there coming in it's uh it's bedtime so he'll he'll, uh he'll be disappointed usually the question always is not that you're a disappointment being a guest toby but usually the question is what's her number and what color right right (laughs) so uh I'm just going to tell him you're connected to the 98. Well, he's number 52. He said he runs that on his sim stuff. There you go. Yeah, Yeah, 52. I'll just pull up that picture and say he's right there. Yeah, there you go. There you go. But no, that's, you know, and I'll be honest. Out of all the podcasts, outside of all the APR media shows, because I have to self-promote, but what he does with the Dale Jr. download, I have enjoyed Mm – those shows i don't know how many times and you and i i mean you and i talk on a daily basis if not more and i don't know how many times i've come in and said you gotta go listen oh, yeah. to this one or you've right. come to me and said you gotta have you have you had a chance to listen to this one yet yeah 
he gets some of the most real perspectives from drivers and crew chiefs and people involved in the industry that I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. And stories you've never heard, you know, like stories about his dad or just stories about racing in general. I think the Richard Petty episode a couple of weeks ago was awesome. Uh, Ricky Rudd. I actually know, enjoyed the Kislowski. Kislowski episode. Michael Waltrip, I think, is my good. all-time. Yeah. yeah because I didn't realize. I knew that Waltrip was obviously very, very tight with Senior. I didn't know the, the kind of father figure-esque that Senior had over Waltrip. You know, when Waltrip said he bought – you know, a thousand acres, I bought five hundred. He had, you know, whatever horses, I'd have horses. You know, right. and he just mimicked what Senior was doing and he said it was just so powerful to see this guy and what he did. And I had no clue that connection for Waltrip. And and I think in Dale's death, one thing in Senior's death, one thing that I really missed as I listened to that, obviously you think about how tragic for Junior and and yes, you think Waltrip, you know, teammate, you know, driving for his car owner, but that was like another father figure for Michael, and to yeah. lose him, and and Michael said it on there, Daryl was so much older, he didn't really help him, and Daryl discouraged him. Senior was yeah, the right. one that really stepped in and helped him, and so I think I really missed that in Senior's death of how earth shattering that had to be yeah. for Waltrip. Can you imagine going from the highest, oh. the highest? Uh, emotional you know he won the daytona 500 you know and after after the career he had before that i mean he hardly did anything mm -hmm. and then the highest moment of your life to the lowest moment of your life all in one you know within a few hours oh yeah or less than that i'm sure on a positive oh not on a positive on a funny note i also love walter telling the story of uh, when he took the girl to the race and got in the wreck and nobody took her home. Yeah. That's, that's one of my favorite. He picked her up at the hotel, yeah. took her to the race with him, got in a wreck. They they medevaced him out in the helicopter and no one took her home. She was sitting there with no ride. Yeah, yeah. I just love that. I, mean, that's, I, I guess she got stood up, huh? I, yeah. yeah. How you getting home? I don't know. Uh, my ride left in a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take a quick break here for our second round of sponsors, and we'll come right back to finish up the show. P3 Graphics is one of Indiana's premier suppliers for motorsports wraps and apparel. P3 Graphics offers great pricing along with some of the best customer service in the industry. Give them a try on your next project, and you won't be sorry. You can contact them via email, phone, or on Facebook on the P3 Graphics page. To find out more, go to www.p3graphix.com. Again, that's www.p3graphics.com. Billy Badfast Performance is your local dealer for Velocita racing gear, custom and off-the-shelf suits, shoes, gloves, crew shirts, and custom tent canopies. Also, Zamp Racing Equipment, which includes helmets and neck restraints, Double H Fabrication, front and rear bumpers, door bars, and T-bars. When you're one of the guys at the track that's bad fast and you want to look great doing it, Give us a call at Billy Bad Fast Performance, 502-517-9393. Also, look for Billy Bad Fast Performance on Facebook and Twitter. Schaefer Photo and Custom Tea is the place for any race fan to get racing memorabilia. Mark and Jamie Schaefer will work to make whatever custom photo product you would like, from prints, keychains, magnets, buttons, and much more. Stop by the Schaefer Photo and Custom Tea booth and let Bronze Bobby know what they can do for you. 
Miller's Termite and Pest Control is the only place you need to look for pest control. Don't get roped into contracts or high prices with the big companies. Reach out to someone who cares about you. They can handle any problem from termites, bed bugs, ants, spiders, etc. They also do lawn care. Where else can you keep the bugs out of your house and your yard looking sharp? Reach out to them today on Facebook at Miller's Termite and Pest Control. Email at pest underscore in underscore peace at yahoo.com or by phone at 812-767-5657. I got to throw this out here real quick just to kind of add on to the sponsors. Um, If you're a driver uh, that is looking for sponsor gifts, if you're a fan or a, a wife of a driver, wife of a racing fan looking for something unique, get on and message uh, Mark and Jamie Schaefer right now. Um, I know I talked to you today. I got some things that I want to try and get put yeah. together uh, from Mark and Jamie. Um, also, and, Christmas gifts. Oh, man. You know. I know. I got I got something on my list for you from Mark and Jamie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Awesome. I got some of the magnets they were just going to get rid of. So. Oh, I was hoping. I little, didn't get one. little stocking stuff. Cool. Uh, no, but I... The only gift I get. I appreciate that. <laughs> but i'm but i do mean it man they do unbelievable work and the prices are are unbelievable chafer photo and custom tea reach out to them and drivers i know we talk about this um you know around banquet time thank your sponsors man get something it doesn't have to cost you a fortune get something little thank those guys um we all need all the sponsors in this this industry we can get and uh appreciate those guys so from us to mark and jamie thank you for all you do for us and for the racing industry and you brought up the banquet i'm gonna remind everybody it is january 18th at pewter hall um get on the brownstown website i think to get your uh to reserve your seats and stuff like that and And i've heard no snow this year we're hoping (laughs) that was miserable wasn't it oh my gosh we drove home in a blizzard last year yeah i was having a real good time and then dad came in and dad said time to go and there was like six inches of snow outside while we were at the banquet so there was none when we walked in it was ugly and it was a whiteout. and when i I told him it was time to go and he gave me the child love you know why (laughs) I'm like, there's six inches of snow outside. He didn't argue no more after that. Right. We no, right. and once I got in the car, I didn't want to be anywhere but home <laughs> yeah. as quickly as possible. All right, so I want to jump into this real quick, and, I, and I, we'll jump into a little bit more of this with the, the after the mics. Sure. But biggest, you know, the, probably the biggest news in racing in a long time, um, Roger Penske buys Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Well, I don't know if you know this or not. But he's owned the joint for a long, long time. Well, they just finally gave him the keys to the place. Yeah, that's right. uh, <laughs> he finally had to pay his bills. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. He, he's owned it for a long time. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, thoughts? What do we think about Penske being the guy? I think it's a. I think it's a big thing. I mean, I, I think it's awesome. He's talked even in the article I read the other day. He's talking about bringing formula one back to indy maybe you know and he's looking to make it an entertainment venue also yeah bringing other things besides racing into the venue exactly and i know there were some fans that i saw you know the kind of pushback oh penske hates dirt penske hates sprint cars we're gonna lose this penske's a business guy man that that event up there has done so well i do not see him coming in and destroying what that has done i agree and my personal opinion it is the best thing that could happen for the track because from what i've read and i have no idea that this is valid this is in an article 
the the price was somewhere in the two billion dollar range here's the thing at 80 some years old you don't invest two billion in something when you're already making plenty of money to have two billion unless it's a passion project and Mm -hmm. he's going to take care of that joint absolutely he's going to push it for the remainder of his life uh to be even better than what it's ever been yep and you know i probably the coolest picture i saw which roger penske could hang out with your grandfather (laughs) fit in (laughs) they had the uh the corvette right there at the the lot the yard of bricks um sitting on there and he was leaned up against it and somebody had captioned underneath it said can you imagine waking up one morning walking to the yard of bricks looking around and saying i own this place yeah. oh yeah how cool <laughs> I mean, would that be which i also said johnny bright assistant principal works with me huge indycar fan and i said could you also imagine waking up one morning and saying I just sold that place for $2 billion. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. said, I don't yeah. know which one's better. <laughs> Did I own the place or I'm cashing a $2 billion check? Right. Yeah. Uh, but overall, man, I think it's good. And I, I saw a rumor on Facebook today that there was a lighting company um, at seen at Indianapolis Motor Speedway today. Musco, yeah. Musco was there and some speculation about what that could mean. I think... I think that might put fans back in the seats for the Brickyard. Because if you're going to have it 4th of July weekend in Indianapolis, it's going to be a scorcher. That's, yes. I, and, I loved when they moved it back yeah. to, to cool it off, and then we're back to the 4th of July now. Yeah. That's I agree 100%. Yeah. It, it's not a great weekend to sit in the no. aluminum bleachers. No. If you put lights there, I think that, that would be big. And I still would love, and I, I don't know what would happen, I still would love to see a – roval type race set up there on the mm-hmm. road yeah. yes sir absolutely we need more rovals in our lives yes. oh, yeah. that's my favorite race of the year anymore is the roval yeah because it's it's it, honest to gosh for me it's like watching the masters in golf because it it, it challenges the best of the best yep. so much yeah. that you get to see them look human yeah i've never seen top-notch race car drivers across the board not be able to figure something no. out as much as the roval i mean chase elliott drove head head on into the wall and still won the darn race i mean it's just it's unbelievable so i would love to see that incorporated with the brickyard in some way yeah i agree yeah that'd be great so i'm gonna ask you this i'm gonna throw this out to you too toby you know there's a lot of talk right now about you know nascar not being what it is as a sport um is nascar dead is it dying is it what, what's your opinion no i don't think it's dead um i think the next group of drivers coming up is gonna gonna rejuvenate it it's gonna be the shot in the arm it needed to be honest um i i think some of the rules and stuff they've been having and all the changes and stuff they've been going through have been and and i think honestly i think the the years and the time period that jimmy johnson was winning championships over and over and over i think that kind of bored people maybe a little bit um which i wasn't bored because i I love it but um i think fans are starting to come back around to it i don't think it's dead at all i think we need to uh find some different personalities again we need to find someone and you somebody just can't say that this is going to be me he's going to have to be genuinely that of you know, that Dale Earnhardt personality, the Tony yeah. Stewart personality. Yeah. You know, Bush has attitude, but it's not always the best attitude for the sport right. sometimes. You right. know, and that's why you need an Earnhardt and, yeah. you know, a Stewart-type personality there. Right. 
You do. And, and, and we got to have some sponsors step up to, to not worry about the backlash. Mm-hmm. And that's the other side of it as well. Yeah. You know, the times we're, we're almost too politically correct with it now. Right. Now. Yep. Uh, Goodrich wasn't leaving senior, no matter what he did or said. And right. yeah, yes. And, and Home Depot, when Stewart was with them in his his peak of his career, they weren't leaving him. No matter. I mean, the man lived on probation. As soon oh, as yeah. he got off NASCAR probation, <laughs> yeah. within two races, he was going back on yeah. NASCAR probation, yeah. and. They weren't going to leave. They were going to stand by. But but those sponsors saw me as a shopper. I'm going to Home Depot because I love Stewart. Oh, yeah. You're 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 speaking to me with that. So there's got to have more sponsors in there that will support these guys to have a personality. And and you know that's what, in my opinion, the race fans want. And right. and that's what I want. I guess I, I should say. You know, I know growing up in my grandparents' home, my grandpa was a staunch NASCAR guy. He smoked Winston cigarettes. My grandma used Tide laundry soap. Yeah. You know, if NASCAR, it, it wasn't sponsored in NASCAR, it wasn't in my grandparents' home. Right. Because that's what he felt. You know, they're throwing that money out there. We're going to support that. You know, Crisco was what my grandma used in the kitchen because, you know, they was on a Junior Johnson race car right. back then. You know, that was, that was what, when they went to the grocery store, they bought NASCAR things. Right. You know, so, it, and that's not done anymore. You know, we, there's no loyalty from the fans to the sponsors like there once was either. But I also think that we've gotten so far away from products. That's the whole oh, difference. Oh, yeah. It's a service. Everything's, yes. yes. Yeah. I could go to the store and buy Crisco and support Junior Johnson. Yes. You know, um, I could – there was products on the car. Now it's, you know, I, whatever. I mean, I, I'm trying to think of one right off the top of my head. Whatever.com or whatever. Yeah. And, and the other thing, and I get it. I, I mean, I understand NASCAR's got to do it right now for the sponsorships, but the rotating of sponsors yes. constantly. As a NASCAR fan that I feel like follows it pretty closely, I'm not religious with it, but I watch about every weekend. Um, it's hard for me nowadays to know who's in what car. Yeah, right. I mean, and and the the constant change of cars. And I mean, you go back in the day. I mean, if 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 Gordon wasn't in the DuPont rainbow car, it was a huge deal. Whether it was Pepsi had jumped on or it was, you know, some movie yeah. car. Or if Stewart wasn't in the orange, you know, 20 Home Depot car, that was a huge deal. Well, it's like Dale Sr. with, if he wasn't in the black three, it was, um, it was the all-star race. You know, yeah, that was it. A special paint scheme. Yep. You know, that that's, that's how it was. And I'm not against the special ones. I love Darlington when we do the throwback oh, weekend yeah. and get oh, to yeah. see it all. But it's just it's we're selling everything in three and four race packages, and yep. I get I'm not I'm not knocking NASCAR teams. You got to do what you got to do to keep the car on the track. But I wish some sponsors would step up, and like you said, I wish it was products. You know yeah. that's what I love about you know I hate to say it, but even even Kyle Busch, when you think of Kyle Busch today, M&Ms. it's M and M's. Yeah, I mean you're right there with it, and it's a product. Um, when you think of Kevin Harvick right now, you think of Bush, Bush Light, oh yeah, and or Bush Beer. I mean, yeah. so there are still a few of those. I mean, because when I still think of well, Junior, you, I still think of Budweiser. Budweiser. Yeah, I mean, that's yep. that's and Rusty Wallace, to. man. He was Miller Light, absolutely, yeah. or Miller Junior Draft. Sterling Marlin was Coors Light, Coors yep. Light, yeah, <laughs> Silver yeah. Bullet, baby, yeah. yeah. And uh, so you, yeah, you, we need a little bit of that, you know, connection driving that that purchase because it. Um, 
I think that's what pushes the the sport forward, yeah. and I, that's where you get some of those personalities that mix as well. You know, I remember, I remember being a young kid NASCAR fan. It was funny to me to even follow the Coke points. You know, I wanted to oh. see how many times was Stewart on camera and was he yeah, drinking yeah. a Coke and who else was going <laughs> to get there and you know those kind of little things. You know, and I knew who the Coke drivers were because. Right. I was a Stewart fan, and he was a Coke driver, and that yeah. was important. So, my, my grandpa had a friend that got paid by Valvoline to set at home with a stopwatch and time how much Mark Martin or the Valvoline car was on TV. Mm-hmm. Like he would time that, and he would report to Valvoline, "You guys, out of this time span, was on was on there this many seconds." Right. You know, which. So, and I was going to tell Billy uh, Billy Lanehart, Harry Gant's gold car is my favorite car as a kid. Yes. That was the the and the twenty eight Hardy's car by Kale Yarbrough. Those two yes. were my two that, favorite. Yeah, cars. that Hardy's car was. And <laughs> I love the Skull car too, but that Hardy's yeah. car was yeah. sweet. And, and I'll say, Billy also said, "Turn the stages into heats." And and yeah, I, I, I love it. I'm a hundred percent behind it. I, I think that, and I know you and I have argued with a lot of people. We love stage racing. I think it's the best yeah. decision yeah. NASCAR they has made. Have to race made. from the beginning to the end. Yes, yeah, I, like I mean, it. and I'm not. I know there's johnson fans probably listening what always bugged me was jimmy johnson hang back hang back hang back wrench 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 be there at the end you know make a make a two-tire stop and be able to win having to race for a championship every ounce of the race is huge to me um but i also i'll I'll give jonathan here i i think what what he just brought up is is a point um he said maybe the younger fan base needs that change so maybe the changing schemes constantly are good for this generation I think it's a valid point to throw out there. I mean, for me, no, I would rather, you know, I would rather have that one consistent look, but maybe it is. Maybe that is something that excites this generation. I mean, you look at all the other sports. I mean, the NBA wears 17 different jerseys throughout the year, and the NFL's got 18 different combinations. So maybe that is. So So, so is the University of Oregon. It does. It does. Yeah. So I think, I mean, maybe that's a valid point. Maybe that is something that NASCAR has seen. But for me, I always want to know who my guy was associated yeah, with. Sure. And that was going to connect to it. So, Well, like you were saying, was it your grandparents that had the different products yeah. based off NASCAR stuff? I can tell you right now that my grandpa was in that picture. My kids' Halloween candy did not have M&M's, did not have Snickers, <laughs> did not have Skittles, because he can't stand Kyle Busch. And it's, it, it, you, you have to have you have to have some uh, some something you stand behind, and yeah. that's what he stands behind. So oh, I can see that. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I love that. Even though I also love Kyle Busch. Right. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't. So you got good. a little dumb in you too. He's good. <laughs> oh. No, my dumb was I drafted Joey Logano this segment <laughs> uh, in our in our fantasy fantasy team is like I, I agree. I'm yeah. struggling, man. I'm I'm not a Logano fan and I am struggling to support him. I think week. if you think back so, to that yeah. night when you drafted him, I looked right at you and said, Seriously? Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> he was the best available, but I I really did. I, I am I'm so, not a Logano fan. So you're not a Denny Hamlin fan right now either, huh? No, I, for they, your fantasy purposes. For my fantasy purposes, <laughs> yes. Honestly, you know, I, I usually am. I like Hamlin, and that's what you know. I'm like, that's the only reason why I was ticked off at that. But I uh, love the interview, though. Right? Oh, that I did amazing. too. I did too. So, hey, we are at an hour. Um, let's roll out our our third round of sponsors here. And guys, if you want to jump over to uh, www.patreon dot com slash apr media studios you can go ahead and sign up right now 
we are going to do after the mics um, on there, and we're going to get into some fun stuff. I, I definitely want to talk about, and I know you and I had some conversations, the Tony Stewart interview talking about oh, let's go back yeah. to the uh, Denny Hamlin, Joey yeah. Logano situation. Um, I want to talk about that. I want to talk a little bit more about you know the uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway sale um, and get a little bit more candid on on how we continue to grow this race product. So, but Toby, before we take off here, um, I, I want to say you know thanks, man. I know it's a drive over, yeah. um, but we're really excited to have you on man and uh we appreciate it you are welcome back anytime here in studio with us and uh thanks for everything you're doing too to promote the sport i appreciate it uh thanks for having me on and uh something we've talked about for a while so um it's been fun and i look forward to doing it again sometime all right and thanks to all our sponsors and uh we'll be back here in two weeks uh, again uh during the winter months we go every other week uh, so we'll be back here in two weeks uh, with another exciting episode of Throttled Up the Podcast. Often imitated, never duplicated. P3 Graphics is one of Indiana's race fans. In the Fast Lane Productions has rebranded itself as Dirt to Media. This is a huge win for us as race fans as they will be expanding their coverage to three local racetracks. For a mere $9.99 a month, you can choose between race action from Thunder Valley, Twin Cities Raceway Park, or Brownstown Speedway. But really, who can choose? So for only $13.99 per month, upgrade to the VIP membership and receive video from all three tracks. The only question I have left for you is, what are you doing? Get over to dirttomedia.tv and sign up today. Hey, Matt, what would you okay, say is one of your most prized possessions? Awesome. Oh, it has to be my racing t-shirts. And you've got an impressive collection. But I heard about a new place, p3racingshirts.com is the one and only place offering genuine custom racing shirts with no minimum quantities. Their shirts are printed in full color Still using the latest technology and oh. direct-to-garment printing. <laughs> they have custom designs for several yeah. different car types and specialize in our favorite, dirt track racing. That has to be great for the local driver. You don't have to buy all those up front. Absolutely, and they don't have to hold all that inventory at home. What did you say that was again? P3RacingShirts.com. Let's check them out. Octobilt Performance Differentials in Louisville, Kentucky. Specializes in race, performance, and street differentials. Don't trust just anybody with your differential. Make sure it's someone who's a proven winner. Contact Mike Kessler today at 502 639 7886. Again, that's Mike Kessler at 502-639-7886. Octobilt Performance Differentials, a proven winner. Does your yard have a dead or dying tree threatening your house or property? Do you have an unsightly stump you're tired of mowing around? Have trees that need trimmed up against the house? If you answered yes to any of these questions, call our good friends at Kane's Tree Service. They're fully insured and offer free estimates. Call Kane's Tree Service today at 812-344-5917. Tree trimming? Tree removal, stump removal. Call our friends at Kane's Tree Service today at 812-344-5917. OCC Seamless Gutters is the only place to turn for new 6-inch seamless gutters, gutter repair, leaf guard systems, and gutter cleanouts. I mean it. Go outside right now, and if your gutters have trees growing out of them, call OCC. Let me give you a little hint. Schedule them for a time your wife is gone and take all the credit. OCC is fully insured and offers free estimates. Call them today at 812-592-7899 or visit their Facebook page at OCC Seamless Gutters.